Welcome back to the Vinegars Podcast. I'm Sam Stanish. We are a queer Survivor Superfan podcast. Uh, we're here talking Survivor 43, episode 10. Get that money, baby. Um, and what a week. Poor Noel. Okay. Uh, back uh, with us, with me as always, uh, he's a hero. He's a hero. Uh, it's my wonderful <laughs> co-host, Derek Riding. Yes, I love to be dehumanized, but in a positive way. <laughs> you know me. You know me. It's okay. You're a good player. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. You know that, that. Based on just that scene alone, much like people who make these comments, I mean, this is a better arc than the multi-season Tony Sarah arc. Better conclusion. What an incredible wrap. To what a high... <laughs> what uh, a high storyline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're um, not alone. <laughs> we are not. Uh, I have a framed tweet of his to put up on my wall <laughs> that says, uh, this person will be the 10th guest, or I think, no, yeah, 10th guest of Survivor 43 on Vinegar's podcast. It's yeah. the, uh, and I've got sick in my parentheses, it's Brian Scaly. <laughs> Oh, hello, hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> what a tweet, what a tweet. But uh, now I'm excited to be here uh, to talk about this episode. Very excited to be back on Bitter Jurors as I uh, always, if I'm not here, I'm longing to be here at all times. Oh, wow. <laughs> so kind. Damn. Yes. How was how does it feel to be officially recognized by Julie Chen Moon? <laughs> Moonez, right? What's the, um, what's the other part? Love you know, I didn't. I thought that it would be uh, actively bad to be recognized by Julie Tenbunvez in most cases, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was a fun little uh, experience to discover that she has a framed photo of my tweet for some reason. <laughs> Yesterday, I watched the clip. Like, obviously, I saw the picture of her holding it up, but I watched the clip and I thought it was so funny. Where she was like, she was like, I just thought this was so funny. It just so perfectly sums up everything. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just love God. Is that what she was trying to say? <laughs> I, know, but she, like, I did it, do that. She was like, this was completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is like what got me. I saw the screenshot first. Someone tagged me and uh, I'm a narcissist. So I immediately ran um, and found the clip. And for her to sum it up with like, yes, this is what happened. I did pressure you into thinking God uh, was a choice. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh my god what a what a silly character that julie <laughs> is yeah. taylor the winner of one of these shows who has had the longest runway postseason ever basically since really? Tina <laughs> like, I, I can't think of another person who's still in the zeitgeist like almost 95 percent of the way through the next season of one of these shows <laughs> she's still being interviewed by the host of the show Literally, I'm yeah. um, good for her. She understands how to, you know, keep keep the conversation going. You know, yeah, it feels like that. Partially, I'm also like Taylor. You're better than this. Run away. <laughs> like you're better than Big Brother. <laughs> so she's got that like, year contract. She's got to wait. It is true. So we'll see if she can uh, parlay it into something better after that. But I don't know. I think she's probably going to resign with the Amazing Race or something eventually. So <laughs> yeah. Say about the. I feel like what's the path? Either uh, the challenge or 
uh, another version of the challenge. I don't no, know. she She's... will be the next Andrea Belke, and she will host the Survivor <laughs> Pen Fan Forum. Oh my god, I'd be down. <laughs> Honestly, Same. wait, is she uh, a Survivor fan? Do we know? Is this canon? She's barely know. a Big Brother fan. Yeah, she started <laughs> watching when she got cast, or no, she started watching when the cookout was happening, and then yeah. like started watching when she got cast, like other seasons. I love that yeah. for her so much. To be unburdened by Big Brother fandom and also be a winner of it is just ideal. But I agree with what Scally's saying. Like, I mean, if Claire and Derek X can get on a season of The Amazing Race, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that she could get on if she wanted to. If they're ever going to do another season of The Amazing Race, which is always the question. Is it? I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was in. I didn't know Tar was in uh, such flux, and not the, the not Lydia Tar. I feel like that's always the. I feel like that's the energy of the. Not that I really watch the Amazing Race, but I feel like every time it comes up, people are like, "Yeah, I mean, we don't know when or if it's ever coming back." What? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. One of the one of the seasons they filmed was canned for like three years, like recently. What? I feel like it used to be even more in question. The fact that this one came on relatively quickly after filming makes me think that there's like, is there new life in the Amazing Race? Maybe like the new COVID protocols made it even cheaper pr to produce, and also uh, every new reality show that they try on CBS is failing. So I think that uh, maybe they have resolved just to keeping it in the rotation. I'm sure that Phil Kagan has funneled a lot of his uh, celebrity pickleball tournament winnings into <laughs> keeping the Amazing Race running. Oh my God! Did he win the the weird thing? <laughs> he did. I, I was told he took it way more seriously than anyone else, and his team won. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> I believe that a lot. The host of Tough as Nails <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> oh, but um. Enough about lesser reality TV shows. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cat. Let's talk like, about your cat instead. Let's talk about my cat. <laughs> she's here. She's weird. Little kitty. Okay. Anyway. Um, Kelly, talk to us about Survivor 43. What have you been thinking? Are, are you still thriving under the new era? Or what are your thoughts on the, mm. on the most recent installment of the post-39 day game? 43. I feel like for me, I just have maybe a higher baseline on Survivor than most. Like, I just like watching people. And so this cast. Oh, then you're is not, not here for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it's like, all right, there are semi decent characters here. Like, I could handpick a few that like I really enjoy. So for me, like, it's still good on a week to week basis. I am not, uh, actively like this season is lower like middle ground for me it's not like top of the top but i'm not actively complaining after an episode generally so it is a fine season and i enjoy certain people on it a lot period that's how yeah. i go. that's i feel like the yeah i agree that's where i'm at right now i feel like there are definitely things that could happen in the end game that would very much lower it. I feel like that's like a distinct <laughs> possibility. Mm -hmm. But um right now it's like, yeah, this is this episode was good. Once again, just don't love don't love the outcome ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just hope that I and I think I've said this before, but I hope that when I remember this season, I remember all of the good things instead of like the down note at the end of every single episode. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like everyone is so good. Uh and I just hope <laughs> that I can maintain that energy you know, two years from now, where I'm like, Sir, 43, what was that all about? Oh, right, all the women went home. Or I could be like, I had fun every single week. 
Who knows? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, I feel like this cast could produce such a better season. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's my problem. Uh, where I think that it is partially editing, partially game mechanics that could improve here, where give me a few villains, give me a few less twists so that they can actually play the game and not just be terrified of what happens if they change up things last minute or uh, try to make a more complicated plan. So I think that the new era is definitely holding players back and making things a lot more uh, predictable. Mm, Yeah, Uh, I agree. And also, I just feel like we need a... Uh, two tribes we need two tribes i feel like the tiny tribes at the beginning it's just not working right now again like everything in the game seems like catered to how conservatively can we make these players play which seems like the antithesis of what they really want to happen Mm -hmm. i agree well yeah like i feel like everything they've done ever since like kageyan has been to serve an easier product like now it's shorter and they don't let people talk about whatever they want at final tribal council and like it's just like they want it to be all so much more streamlined and i feel like it serves them in the edit to not have to explain why people are switching sides so they'd much rather have a pagonging every single season yeah i also uh one thing that people are talking about and this is not something that i'm asking to come back uh but people are like the live tribal's dead like they're not standing up and talking anymore and that's not something i want um but i think it is indicative of a larger trend where like people are not changing up their plans because there are so many advantages that could just screw them at the last second and so if they were to go ahead and try to make some big move at the last minute then like anything could upend that because they don't know it exists and it just happens to be in the game so i think that uh there are problems where like the pre-merge structure like there are things that make it too predictable in terms of like final 10 is going to be split tribal and final like this is going to be this and final this is going to be this um but then the advantages make it so that like we can't also then switch the plans and actually make moves in that structure yep (laughs) (laughs) i know it's so weird because it's i don't know it's like Literally, it took like f- four seasons for like a huge sort of like twist shakeup to happen, and that was just like all it took was a swap. Really, was like mm-hmm. so. It's like why do they feel like throwing a million things at it is going to make it crazier? Because it doesn't clearly. <sighs> They're silly. The more stuff they put into an episode, the easier like it is to focus every single episode. But like, oh well, she found an idol, so we have to do eight minutes on the idol finding scene. So we don't have to like think too hard about like what else could go into this episode. Like we can just we oh. have to show this, so we have to do that. Like it's all about like tent poles or whatever to make it easier for them to put it into the edited show. But it's like give it a thought. Let's like yeah. think about what we should, what's interesting here, not just like what we have to do. You've really made me realize that these like advantages and stuff function essentially like an anime transformation sequence. It's like we know we can recycle this animation right here and puff up a few more minutes into the episode runtime. That's now I'm I'm onto this. I'm onto it. <laughs> Kage Bunshin, no more idols. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, we get to the start of this episode, and everybody's coming back after the double tribal. Um, Noel is like, "Good job, everybody," and Carla was like, "James was being so dramatic." <laughs> Drama queen. Yeah, how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> yeah, the bitter. Or, I'm sorry, I almost just called them the bitter jury. No, it's just like the jury has already <laughs> we been. Can swimming. hope. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I'm just obsessed with <laughs> um, Janine's like constant, like perfectly o like circle mouth, like everything that happened. She was like <gasps> mouth agape. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good shock face on the jury. Yes. <laughs> Even when I, someone's like, yeah, Jeff, this is so much like heart surgery. She's like, oh <laughs> we can, we'll get to that. Like, I, I, I don't even, I can't even start with that one right now. Um, <laughs> this was the first time Carla was intended to be left out of the loop, but Sammy told her at the last second. Yes. Queen still not and... left out yeah so she's still <laughs> serving <laughs> yeah and that's what's weird is it's like even the edit between episodes feels inconsistent like last episode it was like mm-hmm. carla's like i'm gonna make a decision and make my move and i don't know if that's just trying to prop up carla or if it's just being like intentionally misleading for no reason <laughs> um I, I think it's the latter really yeah at this it's point. frustrating because i feel yeah. like it's not the only time <laughs> um it's just the yeah. most like recent and obvious example yeah, I agree. It's like every episode is almost edited by itself without taking into consideration like the large like the fact that oh suddenly Jesse knows Carla has an idol. I thought we just like I thought they established no one knew about it and then they just casually are like, Oh yeah, by the way, Jesse like knows she has this. It's like what? Why didn't we get any sort of like oh he's suspicious of her? Especially because the last we heard, he was like so down to play with her. It's like I don't I don't understand. Yeah, and the especially... only thing we had really heard recently about Carla's idol was from a secret scene that wasn't even in the episode where she was like convincing people that Lindsay had it. And but like obviously that wasn't in the show. But like it's just kind of like, where did this come from? We didn't even see anybody talk to Jesse about Carla getting beads. Yeah. We yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, had there been like one less metaphor at a tribal council, that scene would have been in there. <laughs> and uh, we would have been intentionally misled into thinking that Carla was successfully able to convince no one that she had the idol, only for now it to pop up that Jesse knows and uh, probably everyone knows. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Um, I don't know. I, I hope it's a good thing that they, they've like downplayed that people know about Carla's idol. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good thing for a while, and now I'm kind of like, oh, this is not great. No. <laughs> and all of a sudden popping up in the end game that Because even, like, watching that scene, Carla was like, I convinced everyone, and I was like, that's great, and I hope that's true, but I would not fall for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I hope I would not, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just really worried that Carla is going to play her idol, in, like, in the next two episodes, and then Jesse's going to stand up, play an idol on himself, and one on Cody, and then, like, Owen is gonna go home. Like it's, yeah. it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that. I really hope we get a double. Like Jesse gets taken out with two idols in his pocket. Very iconic. <laughs> but we'll see. Big slay, major, major wig. <laughs> Huge major serve. Wig. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah. So speaking of serve, let's get to the best reward ever created, according to Jeff Ropes. Hold on, is... wait, but hold on. Oh, because oh, when sorry. the other tribe came back and like they were like trying to figure out who was coming, Carla was like, "Cassidy, are you there?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was my favorite. Which was very me. I was like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, I love these two. The last women standing. Um, uh, I mean, I, that's kind of what I would hope, but also not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this early. 
No, I didn't want that. There should never be fewer than three women left in the game at any point. <laughs> That's I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it was very funny that she's just like the only yeah. person I care about checking in on. <laughs> Are you still here? It's like <laughs> if you waited twenty seconds, you would have the information, and be, you wouldn't be like revealing your number one concern. <laughs> yeah which i like i guess everyone like definitely knows but also like maybe just not like how concerned i feel like yeah. it just uh telegraphs it even more which you know <laughs> great for me as a fan of the carla cassidy relationship but and i'm worried for my girls um <laughs> then this <laughs> this Valid scene concern is this season. <laughs> I, i'm extremely you know I, i'm constantly in mourning because we are losing all of our girls Literally, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean I, th then we get a little bit about everybody talking about sammy was playing too hard and jesse cody and gabler are talking about how they're in the middle of the tribe Woohoo! <laughs> which them. again just a complete change up from last episode i feel like sammy's had like a number of good episodes only to just uh be portrayed as like a complete snake this episode that no one trusts i know yeah. he's like he was like the maiden character for several weeks and then this episode he's nowhere to be seen except for when everyone is talking about him behind his back <laughs> yeah Aww. suddenly he's like the cochran figure which it's like why wasn't he portrayed that way before this i don't understand mm -hmm. very weird um flip flop yeah. up <laughs> um yeah who, who called someone didn't well call him like a flipper or a i don't know it was like a very like old school sort of term which i i looked for everyone was like he's shady he's sketchy he flip-flops i'm not working with him <laughs> during the <laughs> <laughs> Sammy sucks, basically. <laughs> They're gonna Survivor Sucks is gonna have to change its name to Sammy Sucks. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Has anyone thought like Sur Survivor Sucks feels like it's been out of the the like cultural conversation for so long? I don't know. I've been waiting with bated breath for the end of this college Survivor contestant rank down to uh, wrap oh. up so I can read an essay about Katie on. Um, yeah. <laughs> hasn't hasn't happened yet, but uh, I've been waiting every day with Naomi posting updates. Oh, um, see, wait till Twitter goes down and we all have to go back to Survivor sucks. Oh no, <laughs> that would be so slay. I hope Cass uses starts using her um, Colby Donaldson's wife account again. Yeah, <laughs> what a queen! Uh, <laughs> trying to think about what my Survivor Sucks username would be. Come Class back to me. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, okay, yeah. So sorry for cutting you off. We get to this reward challenge, <laughs> and Jeff. Oh my God! Just like, what was he doing when Carlos like loving the black? He was like. Mm, he like turned mm, to his side himself. i think like sort of intent like you know black is slimming kind of thing yeah uh, and he says thanks carla <laughs> yeah it's i don't know what jeffrey's doing <laughs> but more and more i just need him to be like a guest judge on drag race like he's he would <laughs> he would just soak that experience up like oh my god he would say it would be yeah. interesting, especially like the runway commentary from Jeff. I don't know what oh. that would be look like. <laughs> but, oh my uh... god, what would he say? <laughs> you gotta dig deep to this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Probst is one of the idols. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, which, so he would say that? He would say Jack. No, I, I, feel like would say that. I feel like Rue would say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um uh, frightening. <laughs> yeah, so that happens, and then they do um what was even the challenge? I don't really remember what they were doing. They had to go well, it was the spinny thing. Which yes, oh I, you know, I'm loving dizziness as a challenge element uh, in the new era. And, you know, and I know it's been present before, but I feel like they're making it their own now. Uh, so they do the dizzy thing. Then they have to like run over the net and then they do the balance beam where they get the sandbag and then they have to land the sandbag on the top of the pole. Period. Yeah, okay, that's fun. <laughs> First of all, I was like, what local thing? playground? Yeah, trying to <laughs> yeah, <do>. I know. <laughs> that does uh, fun. So funny for was... also then watching with my brother, and he's like, why is no one spinning in the opposite direction? I'm like, okay, Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is just common knowledge. <laughs> like, sure. This, this must be, a, I mean, I don't know your brother's age, but this must be a, a Gen Z wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite Gen Z, but uh, okay. <laughs> he's aware, apparently. Okay. Wow. Um. Yeah, no, and I love the, I don't know, it's just so, the interesting shape of the spinny thing. I had never seen anything mm -hmm. like that. Don't know how to explain what it looked like. It was like at a, it was like at an angle, like a forty-five degree angle, and the the poles weren't like straight up and down; they were like almost curving. Like a helix. Yeah. Yes, it's very fierce. Heroes um, rewatch in quarantine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Talk about torture. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the dizziness. I like they are leaning into it, but I love that it's like a, a very simple way to get like a funny shot out of people like struggling without them like slamming their genitalia into like a the corner of a cube. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't need that. Or like um, a block falling on their head. Yeah, it's like uh, let's. Yeah, dizzy is funnier. It's just seeing people stumble, and we could probably see someone puke over it once, and that'd be fun too. Oh, the Plus, dream. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it for a whole challenge. Like the blindfold mm -hmm. challenges are the entire time they're doing stuff like that. But like just starting it off with them like running a little bit to the side gets the gets the tone across. Yes. Now, if we could just combine the like thrill of the spinning with the like glory of watching a loudmouth woman like come into her own on top of like a pedestal <laughs> then we'll really have like the full picture that we need yeah well and, and it leads to an amazing moment that i saw that was not really given grace in the edit but like cassidy ran off of the dizzy thing and then didn't even stumble on the net like she just like ran straight through the net i don't understand how she did it but dizziness didn't affect her challenge beast Damn. <laughs> yeah foreshadowing for the immunity challenge literally though she was uh, she's like i she's the modern day sophie clark no shade to sophie clark she's also the modern day sophie clark <laughs> um maybe a concurrent sophie clark there we go yes um but i okay this is my issue with this challenge though and with i feel like a lot of the challenges this season is that if we're going to be more inclusive of like different bodies maybe we should like take that into consideration when we're making the challenges it's like no what they're really lucky noelle like came through and like is just such an athlete that she was able to do that it's like that was really clearly not set up for someone who has a prosthetic like that's just really fucked up if you're gonna if you're gonna be all about the body di diversity survivor you have to actually like accommodate that <laughs>
Mm. I agree, but I also disagree. Once again, taking both sides, <laughs> I, just, I am a genius. Right. Wow, like, there, are, there are literally no differences between good and bad things. Um, <laughs> but like all challenges are built for different people to succeed at them or whatever. Like obviously certain body types or athletic skill levels will be better at different challenges, but like certain challenges will be better for other people and other challenges will be better for other people. I, I don't know. I feel like it's not like, and clearly she was still able to do this. Right. I just feel like, I don't know. To me, this was like a step too far of just like literally almost impossible for someone who has a prosthetic. Like this just like literally it just, it just doesn't work the same. Like I think there, I don't know. It just was not fun to watch for me. I just felt bad that Noel had to even do any of that bullshit. I think that probably, um, I'm assuming we don't have someone with a prosthetic on the dream team, and maybe that's something that they need to do in the future. Exactly. Uh, when they have someone on the cast with a prosthetic. It's like, uh, don't, you don't idea. have to get rid out of rid of balance beams, but just make it so that, like, there's, like, an even, a more even playing field. I don't think that's, I don't know. Like, there's the reason that they do the, like, they do the proportional weights instead of everyone has the exact same weight. Mm. It's like, Let's just consider everyone. Not to say Noelle's like not capable. Like clearly, she's very capable of doing it. It's just like it was clearly not designed for someone who has a prosthetic leg. Like definitely just not not the T survivor. Yeah, I think that proportional challenges like across the board makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, obviously, it would be a lot more intensive work to make it so that it is like the pole is the same percentage across as whatever person's foot or whatever. Sure. But like, if we were going to be making it even and equal, that would be the thing to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. It's sort um, of like, um, what's oh miles Bergeron or whatever, Harrison Bergeron, uh, where like in the future, everybody has to wear certain things to like weigh them down or make them stupider. Uh, so they're all the same. Mm, yeah. Very, um, fairly odd parents when they all turn into great blobs. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, okay, so, <laughs> anyway, those were my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I would love to watch eight gray blobs uh compete oh wait i can just turn on survivor cambodia uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so noelle wins the challenge and she sits down on the ground we get some commentary about like noelle's leg is falling off from the sweat and so she's sitting down and we're like the camera is like focused on her face but like so like everyone's surrounding her and literally everybody around her at eye level her, their butt is like so disgustingly dirty, like in the crack. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, they were all shuffling along the beam, I think is what. You know, right? I'm fine not having so. the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have loved not to have seen. I don't need the answers. I just don't want to have the questions. <laughs> That's fair. Valid. Yeah, Sam's notes just say everyone's butt is dirty as hell. <laughs> it, it were. <laughs> It were. <laughs> it were. The butts. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, that's... But I do... You know what I do like when people are forced to actually pick people instead of drawing rocks? Um, what do we feel about Noelle's choices here, which were uh, Sammy, Jesse, uh, Owen? I guess it was good. Like, she identified the people she was closest with who, like, she could 
flip or like that she could work on or that would work with her. Um, I guess I would have I guess I would have thought that Gabler would be one of these people, but like she was with Jesse on the original tribe and Owen and Sammy are like on the outs or like appear to be on the outs. So this made sense to me. I feel like well, I think first of all, she should only get to pick the you know less than half of the tribe, but regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Um I'm a little confused by them where it's like can't trust Sammy. He's so untrustworthy. So like I understand wanting to babysit him. Um, and so like you could go that like that direction, but also at the same time, like if you're not um going to be pulling him in long term, then like is this worth it? And then the Owen pick, like he even says, like, you didn't have to do this, like probably should have left me back at home babysitting. Um, because leaving Gabler with Cody, um, Cassidy and Carla feels like a big, big mistake. And I think that actually like noel's fate in the game could have been different if we just trade out owen for gabler yeah or like or cody for like owen or something like could have uh maybe you know given cassidy less time to work on them or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. you needed two people from the center who you could talk to who could Mm -hmm. talk to each other not leave two people in the power position to like decide that they hate you for not bringing them on the family So yeah. what were we thinking with this family reward? Like, did I, no one on the cast of 43's family members have a cell phone that they could record a video to send in? I'm I'm so glad they didn't. I really don't like the haunted boats. I'm so... I much, much, much prefer the letters, honestly. <laughs> if we can't have a full-on family visit. The letters were good. I just feel like when they got home and watched the episode of Survivor 42 where they went to the, whatever it's called, uh, the Sanctuary, Sanctuary the Oasis, <laughs> um, and saw the spooky family videos, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's such an easy slam dunk and they just didn't do it this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. I almost mm-hmm. was like, are we going to get like videos at the next challenge <laughs> like is this first step and then we're gonna like milk the family visit one more time <laughs> well they, while this was the best reward of the season so if mm. they actually if they do go to another reward i hope somebody says i'd like to trade this for my letter from home <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey good point random ass like yeah just inventing shit on the fly okay jeff um and i think know. he'd let them do it actually <laughs> i don't think he should but i think he would oh yeah he, yeah. he absolutely would he said, so this is what love in this game means to you on day 19 of Survivor, that you're willing to give up this protein bar and bowl of chips for a letter from your family. So talk about that. Talk about what love means in sort of a surgery metaphor. <laughs> is this I like your... I think, I, think I should take over as Jeff Probst. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeff, is a guest, just a, Jeff is guesting on Drag Race this season. I'm guesting as Jeff Probst. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's a net positive, I think, in both regards. <laughs> if Joel McHale can do it, Jeff Probst could do it. Literally, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's always what I'm saying. Bring the aggressive, <laughs> like, straight energy. It's really good. Jeff Probst could do Jeff Winger, but Joel McHale could not host Survivor. <laughs> oh wait, oh <laughs> that is valid. I feel. I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> Was there a version? Where, is there a version of the universe where Jeff Probst hosted Talk Soup and Joel McHale hosted Survivor? I don't know because I don't know Joel McHale's age. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's unknowable to me. Un- <laughs> unfathomable. Um, 
this was a this is also part of the episode where you know, I, Derek and I both watched the episode after knowing who was going home, and so mm-hmm. I was sort of watching it, being like, "Oh, I see why they put this in because Noelle's going home." Yeah, because <laughs> um, she was like, "Every I've I've now achieved everything I wanted to do in the game of Survivor," and I'm like, "Okay, Done. goodbye." <laughs> Only because I already knew she was going home, but I was like, "Oh, got it." She's Nail like, in the I'm, coffin. I'm happy. If I leave today, I'm happy. It's like okay. <laughs> Peace, girl. Glad you're happy. Um, yeah. This was, I, you know, I haven't, I've mainly been watching on um, Paramount Plus, and I feel like we haven't gotten a survivor moment of connection in a long time when we cut to commercial and they, oh. like, do an ad about, like, a duo from Survivor, and they are scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, uh, showing us Natalie and Tyson's friendship from Edge of Extinction. Uh, oh, my God not a serve i feel like they're i i don't know like they needed me in the room being like guys there are so many duos that we can go to i know people don't necessarily won't necessarily know exactly who they are but this commercial is one second long and so we could probably find someone with better moments than natalie and tyson i mean neither of their like most famous duos (laughs) by far like i could name each of them with like five closer people on the (laughs) island (laughs) so true is it maybe they're just like super like yeah the two blood versus water winners everyone knows what that's about if i were to do this i would do um a natalie and michelle moment of connection no. and air their team bottom video uh in full. yes oh my god wait i am really tempted to like edit that together that would be so funny okay. uh, i'm gonna no, if, so if i can if i can find those commercials on youtube i I think I might just have to do that. <laughs> Team the best work. I can't wait to retweet. <laughs> yes, this is going to be so good. Okay, this is going to be really funny. Okay, um, let's keep going. Let's wrap this up so I can get to doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's these like two parallel plans, it seems. Um, at least, like, Sammy's throwing out Cassie's name, and Cassie um, is the first to suggest Noelle, at least from what we see in that it. Yeah, I mean, um, just one of those plans went forward, and one of them flopped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me, uh, one of them is one of the best players of all time who got what she wanted done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And here we also see Owen pitch this idea of, like, splitting votes, which explains why there's like goofy i don't know the votes were a little goofy this episode um but i feel like i've i felt that way the last few episodes <laughs> it's like oh yeah we never get full explanations for everybody's motives until the following episode that's true that's just the structure of the show now i guess yeah flashback <laughs> can't wait to find out <laughs> can't wait to find out what actually happened this week yeah <laughs> in the exit interviews <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I mean, yeah, at the reward, like, they're all crying over their letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when Sammy brings up the, the like, he's like, he wants to take out Cassidy. Uh, I can't remember what his justification was exactly. He's like, oh, he was like, I don't want to flip-flop back and forth anymore. I want to just keep going, taking these people out. <laughs> and Noel is like, but you're a flipper. <laughs> so is he, like, flipping back? Or is he, he flipped and now he's planted himself here? I think he's flipped and now he's planted himself here, but everyone is suspicious of him that he's going to flip back. Sort yes. of like a zero suit Samus down B. Yes, very that. <laughs> mm, with those heels. So good. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we don't know anyone's mains in this. Marianne really was just giving everything last season. It's like, what are we talking about when no one's talking about who they play as in Mario Kart? Like, what the hell? But they've been—I mean, the Survivor Forty Three cast has been very responsive in our DMs. Um, sure. So I feel like if we reached out to Sammy or Dwight, we could find out everybody's Smash Bros mains. But yeah, to close the loop on last week's interview, I did reach out to Cody and Cassidy for Scout, uh, who was requesting some information on where they got their clothes. Um, they both responded within hours, and Cody put his necklace up on his Etsy shop, and Scout snapped it up, and Cassidy mm -hmm. got her uh, pants from a brand called Earthbound. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, speaking of Smash Brothers. So true, yeah. I bet you, I, I knew I knew I uh, could tell a Lucas main just on my sight. <laughs> yes, Carla's the nest to her Lucas. I'm I'm seeing it now. <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff. But yeah, the the letters are cute. Um, usually I'm a big sucker for the family visits, but for some reason it just was not. It's just not as connecting when they're not there physically. Yes, but like yeah. Jesse's. Jesse had a nice confessional mm -hmm. um, uh, and like we learned more about his family and uh, uh, yeah, when, no when, when Noelle picked Jesse to go on the reward with her, she was like, the first thing I ever learned about Jesse was that he had a family and she he talked about her all the time or whatever. And I was like, call it out. That is all he talks about on the show. So the edit is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least they're like they were like this is funny since that's all we've been having him talk about. Uh, we need to include this in the episode. <laughs> and then Owen to also Owen's like this is the energy I needed to get through the rest of the game kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, very um, yeah, paid by numbers. Um, but I love that for him. It's very sweet. Um, Hooray. <laughs> yeah. They were cute. I liked both of them. Obviously, like you said, yeah. they don't um uh, get me like as much as when the family is there. Uh, you know, some letters can, but these were just like they're cute. Um, mm -hmm. and so and if I was gonna see like any two peoples on the cast, like these Jesse and Owen are like high up there for mm -hmm. who I want highlighted. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you even see Sam? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we got we nothing had, from Sammy here. It was it was much more incidental where we were like hearing them comment on things in the letter mm -hmm. where I'm pretty sure Cody, I mean, I mean, Sammy was talking about someone in his letter was talking about giving up certain foods while he was gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't Which remember a single thing <laughs> Noelle talked about about her letter. It was more about her proving herself winning the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and they eat their nasty pizza, which Owen on Instagram alleges was actually very delicious. I, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, maybe they updated their recipe since whoever last critiqued the Fiji pizza uh, was on. Mm. Yeah, was, yeah, it's they just look so nasty, but I don't know. Maybe it tastes better when you literally are starving to death. It literally has um, to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But so yeah, we go to back to camp and the girls are giving a classic sort of like, damn, this sucks. I wish we weren't eating rocks or whatever they were doing. Um, <laughs> and Cassidy's like, okay, time to get the gears moving. Yeah, mm -hmm. Cassidy sees silver linings in everything. Um, and she in this scene, she's at the, it was the funniest thing. She was like, I want to have the numbers on my side because I think that would be really beneficial for my game. Period. <laughs> she is so smart. Period. Like, say that. 
say that. No one's brave enough to say that except for Cat's feet. <laughs> Love her so much. And her pants. Scout is right. I hadn't noticed before Scout said something, but those pants are everything. She had cute rainbow socks, too. Oh, my God. Mm. Yes. Does she, does she call them sassy, too, do we think? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about uh, that little sub-theme of... I Matthew will never character. forget. <laughs> I love it so much. It makes me giggle every time. What a queen. Oh. Everything about her was made for us. What microaggressions <laughs> will she pull out against Carla in the final travel council? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's this Noel plan forming. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. <laughs> I don't know. Does anything else dramatic happen while they're doing all this? Cassidy and Carla pull Gabler in, and like Gabler's still doing the thing where he's like, "Let's see who wins the challenge, and we'll go from there." Blah blah blah. But then, like, like nothing Cass speak. <laughs> Cassidy mean... and Carla just like bulldoze past that part of the conversation. They're like, "But we're getting Noel, right? We're getting Noel, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> we should we should get Noel." <laughs> yeah, it's like have not seen a person in a while who's just like so obvious when they're like lying and trying to get out of something uh just like the most non-committal person the way that gabler reacts when he's into a plan versus not into a plan is very obvious and i have to imagine that they pick up on it on the island uh because even just like watching two different scenes like it's not as if he's worked with the same people the entire time and so like only these people know how he really is um it's just yeah. uh blatantly obvious when gabler is not feeling it yeah, which is why, yeah, I feel like for a while we were like, why is no one saying Gabler's name? And I feel like, mm, now mm. I see why. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of a, a Xander situation, like, hmm, thinking emoji, why is no one going for this man while he's not immune? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, I feel like a lot of people, and I would agree with these people for the most part, like Gabler does seem to have a pretty good idea of what's actually going on in the game um, and see like the layout pretty clearly. But it's like when everyone is fighting for your vote and giving you information to try to make you come onto their side, like, yeah, you're probably going to have a good amount of information. <laughs> Right. right, he was brought into the alliance of the people who are in the center of the tribe, so he probably knows everything <laughs> that's going on. Yeah, what a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, better than you might think, but also still, like, he's getting it from people who are actively making that information happen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, Much like um, Cassidy, who wanted to have all the votes on her side, because that's beneficial <laughs> for her game, Gabler says he has oh. options, and options are really big in this game. They're huge! <laughs> <laughs> my god yeah this i don't know this cast is very silly in the best way <laughs> uh but then they the two groups reconvene and we get jesse's um school survival guide whatever this was um, that's it that's after the immunity challenge <laughs> oh right 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 yes mm -hmm. um which was okay. a what oh this the sophie clark yes of course yes. the sophie clark of yeah the who would be her albert I mean, Carla, I guess. And then Cody's sort of <laughs> quote unquote the coach, but like not Ooh. in their alliance makeup, but just kind of like that's the character. Mm, the figure. Or Gabler, yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's about yeah. honor. I feel like iron uh... sharpens iron. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I feel like. I envision saying that. Honestly, like many people on this cast. Yeah. <laughs> Cassidy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sewing so. needles, sharpened sewing needles, whatever the fashion equivalent of that would be for Cassidy, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like we were set up to think that 
uh, Cody was like coach in Token Teens and has like very quickly become coach in South Pacific. Uh, <laughs> like... <Yeah. laughs> I was gonna say more like I don't know Jonathan. I feel like just, like small Jonathan oh, no. is kind of what I'm getting <laughs> oh, from no. Cody. <laughs> oh no! Oh um, no! Yeah, I'm still having moments where I'm enjoying Cody, like Cody being like, I don't know about you, but I'm like chatty over some cocktails. Like, okay, <laughs> like okay. a like cute, like funny thing that like he still uh, has some personality. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like he is, yes, a better player than we probably expected, but um, not as exciting. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Like, I feel like he shot out of the gate charismatically and like funny commentary wise in the first episode. And then since then, they've been showing us him pretty regularly, but he has not done anything to be like silly or funny until this like drinks thing where he was like, mm -hmm. the business, war, deals, whatever, it all happens over alcohol. I want to be drinking, that kind of thing. Like, I, but like they they think that he's still being funny or something. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like, like Cody just doesn't like lose his personality. Like I know that someone like Carter apparently was like this ball of personality and casting, and then lost everything on the island. But I just don't believe that Cody like has lost all of that in however many days into the game because it was still there for a while. So mm -hmm. I think that uh, we're just making the wrong decisions on what parts to show us because i would much yeah. rather see cody be like a personality than cody like oh is like pretty competent at the game like i don't care <laughs> unless he wins like i don't care <laughs> i never yeah. want to hear a single thing about who's voting for who <laughs> <laughs> Literally. that's none of my business <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i just don't need to hear bra anymore that is my one my one Follow. stipulation. Yeah, I I just always think about Carla just clocking him, and it makes me that brings a smile to my face. I'm glad we got that. <laughs> well, it's so weird that we've gotten no more of that. <laughs> like I know, at why... least he's not <laughs> pretending to be Hawaiian. Well, why are we at the merge and like that whole episode, like that whole little segment where Cody goes to visit is Carla clocking Cody and being like, basically, like, I don't like Cody. And now it's like, oh, I guess they're friends and working together. Like, okay, with no progress on why, but here we are. Yeah, mounted to literally nothing um, other than to bring joy to me, which I guess is worthwhile, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe next week, like Cody has a downfall and that all comes back, but uh, I would be surprised to see it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like a coherent storyline. Hmm. Couldn't be <laughs> done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> no, <laughs> that wouldn't be it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Couldn't> possibly. Um uh, <laughs> But yeah, we get this amazing one of my favorite challenges. So fun, so silly. Um, the I feel arrow like was really funny. Like the uh, the shots of the the arrow kept making me laugh. <laughs> <They're> going, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to get up here. Um, yeah, and I'm there's like starting to get to the point where these stackable um, immunity challenges they just like kind of yada yada it a little where they're just like and this one fell and this one fell. I feel like in the ye olden survivor days they would like edit it in a way where it was like. We didn't see all the like stack tumbles. We got kind of a building up. And I feel like every time someone like after the season was like, yeah, we were doing that for like an hour and everyone kept falling. It's like we're actually seeing it now, which I don't I don't know if I love that. I'm happy yeah. with it. I think they've identified that it's funny to watch all of the dominoes sure. fall down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they made like such a pleasing sound which i don't know if it was edited in post but yeah, i like these tiles like a tinkling xylophone 
<laughs> I feel like I'm constantly algorithm is constantly showing me videos of like really long dominoes being set up uh, or I mean not being but like falling down and just like those sounds are great and then like there's parts of those where like a bunch of them fall all at once or like they like click in different ways mm. it's good mm. <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I don't I don't know if I need the montage of like oh we're at final 11 and every person is doing this um and they just constantly are falling i feel like this used to be maybe a later challenge or like you know on redemption island where there's like three people competing um uh, mm -hmm. and that's why maybe it was not as much of like a montage of fails uh but it's fair yeah, yeah because like the, the sophie thing happened at like final five or something and i'm pretty sure yeah. Susie smith wins this in like the finale of gabon <laughs> or something mm -hmm. um yeah. so but i love that sentence Billy <laughs> Smith wins this end of sentence in the finale, in the finale of Gabon. <laughs> mm. um, this was all. Carla also revealed uh, on Twitter that during this challenge, she was singing Lady Gaga's discography. <gasps> yes, <laughs> she is Mother Monster. Like, where did this come from? I love it so much. That picture of her with Gaga with the chunky highlights, the early like, oh my god, and the gold shoulder cut out. Yes. Oh. It's so good. Carla is everything I need in my life. We're standing. So yeah, Cassidy won. Period. Play. Uh, another mm. sentence I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's capable of achieving all her dreams in Survivor. Me too. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, go, go, go Cassidy. I don't know. Eight. Mm. Sammy was trying to get her out, but she slayed uh, and stayed to slay another day. It was an interesting strategy to put like a ton of weight of blocks like stacked flat at the top, uh, but it did work out for some reason. So you know, good for her. Her mind. <laughs> this is this is her creating new rules in the game of Survivor. Yes, we are building a new society out here. Oh my god! <laughs> like, where did that go? What was Jeff talking about? <laughs> they brought it back a couple episodes ago, but I still haven't found any no rules i'm waiting where is yeah. Lipa? i'm waiting <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so cassidy pinners it or whatever we want to call it um and continues the streak is this a record <laughs> like when when i feel like whenever someone wins an immunity that like the edit tries to tell us they need it it's like jonathan penner in philippines you know oh penner okay yeah sure yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> she really penned this, you know. Like she really shanned this right to <laughs> the victory. That's much better. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, what was I saying? Um, but yeah, Cassie's safe and immune, which we like to hear. Um, and now we get the uh, the Jesse heist plan, whatever this was, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, didn't understand this, but it happened. <laughs> It did. <laughs> I feel like everyone responded so positively to this uh, in mostly due to the fact that we've had no idea what's going on in any other episode. And yeah. at least this gave us somewhat of a coherent story. Uh, I don't know that it was exactly what happened or uh, even like every step of the plan made complete sense. Uh, like I don't know if uh, we needed to necessarily like clue in Gabler at the last minute or throw Sammy under the bus or like whatever the case may be, like were these all necessary parts of every single vote? I don't think so probably, um, but at least it was a story. Yeah, it was cute. Um... 
Yeah, I don't know. Survivor's just having lots of fun with the the middle or the lower thirds now. Yeah. Um, fun, yay, I guess. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I was. I'm sorry, I came out of the gate critical. This was fun. Um, I, I guess my, I, I was just like, I. It was just such a strange and d- weird choice, and I feel like all yeah. of the segments didn't necessarily make sense because his backup plan was. To have Gabler also vote for Noel. Yeah, the backup plan <laughs> is plan? this is a unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was odd. Um, I don't know. I, I think that I'm curious to see if like throwing Sammy under the bus have any like consequences next week because I think that like okay, yeah, you're distracting, but I don't know that it was strictly necessary at the same time. So, um, I mean, we see immediately like Gabler going to Carla and talking about Jesse and Cody being dangerous. So, I think it might have been a little bit of overplaying. Yeah, that's my thought. I and I feel like the next time on kind of lends itself to that. Um, mm-hmm. From our lips to God's ears, you know, <laughs> let a man overplay, please. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I really like Jesse, and, like, one of my favorites on the season, and, um, but I would not hate seeing, like, a big move, (laughs) or, um, like, you know, something shake up the game. A true shake up, yeah, I would love that, um, like, someone that we can recognize has power gets taken out, instead of, like, oh, we're told James has a lot of power, we're told Noelle has a lot of power, and we are, like, Oh, okay. I guess that's what the situation. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, two two people in the in the seven uh, went home last week, but I feel like it was such an odd circumstance that like led to it, where it didn't really feel like the tribe was turning on the majority because they were like split off, and it didn't feel as it didn't feel the same as if they were all together and one of them had gone home because I don't know. It was just so like crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like tough because I don't think I would have come into this episode or really like most episodes and been like Noelle is like the power player that they've made her out to be. Once we <laughs> did get Jesse and Cody talking, I think it was Cody specifically. It was like, um, oh, like if Noelle does not go here, then she has Owen, she has Gabler, she has Sammy. Like she'll have Cassidy. Like that all did make sense. Uh, but again, it was like telling, not showing. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're th- yeah, like I would love to see Noelle's a superpower where she has a number one constantly. It's like a new person who's her right hand person. It's just like, I guess we don't get to see that. <laughs> yeah, right. And that- like, we did, we were shown it like secondarily, or like it just so happened to come up, but it wasn't like we were seeing Noelle like recover explicitly in these ways that they were talking about. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like it's been a pretty common criticism of where, like, they show Noelle for, like, inspirational moments, but then don't actually highlight her game. And uh, it seemed pretty obviously by the fact that she had all these people, like, very close to her that you could have shown her as a big threat in the game and, like, made that more clear, shown her thought processes, but uh, they chose not to for some reason. Yeah, especially when every time we did go to her, it was so fun. She's like really great on the show, not Very just funny. for Jeff doing a voiceover about what she's doing. Yeah, she's not just a hero. She's also really fucking funny and <laughs> smart and a joy to have on television. Mm-hmm. And I'm oh. excited to see her serve every week yeah. on the jury. Oh my god, absolutely. 
so exciting. Um, but yeah, so we get the whole rundown of Jesse's plan. Um, and I think what's what's the danger here? They're afraid Noel, like if they split votes, Noel's gonna fuck with them or something. Yeah, they're worried. Well, like the plan for Noel's side is that they're gonna split three and three on Cassidy and Carla, Sammy. Well, I mean right, Carla yeah. and Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but Jesse is worried that Noel is gonna get wind of that and flip her vote at the last second to be on Carla and make it four four, or on Sammy, whichever one. And so that's why Jesse needs his backup plan of also flipping Gabler. I feel like, was it worth discussing at all? Being like, you know what, Carla, that's a good idea. It would be nice if you had an idol that you could play that could guarantee we didn't go to a 4-4. Um, <laughs> maybe we should look into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I guess we don't burn idols now. No, yeah, that is true. No one tries to burn idols anymore. It's just like, how can we like, I don't know, just like make sure they just never get played ever? Like... Uh, yes but i i mean because he has two he's definitely less worried about burning an idol because he can if someone plays an idol he can play one and still have one right Mm, Um, yeah and i that's something that like even in survivor 41 i'm like i'm always saying no to like the beware advantages and to um like shipwheel island or whatever because all i care about is the knowledge of where things are in the game i don't care as much about having it um and so like is power exactly (laughs) so like knowing that carla has the idol like i guess yeah they would definitely rehide that so um knowing that it's in someone's hand that you are working with pretty tightly is a positive but thought worth exploring at least yeah we need a cersei lannister or brian scally out there who can just (laughs) say to them power is power (laughs) (laughs) cut the person who with the knowledge of power Um, but yeah, so we go into tribal, um, another nothing tribal. <laughs> hey, it started fun. They, Jeff was talking about Noel winning the reward challenge. True. Great moment. Happy Noel was like able to talk about it and that mm-hmm. she's happy that even if she only reached one little kid with a disability, she wanted to prove everybody that she could do what people didn't believe she could. Satisfied and happy. Jesse talked about the sanctuary reward and like his relationship with Noel and they've been together and Jesse cried. And then, like, to cut the conversation off at the knees, Jeff is like, Gabler, compare this to surgery. It's like, we were all having a good time and talking about things in open. We don't need a vague metaphor that doesn't make any sense from a guy pretending to be a doctor. Yeah. I feel like it was... (laughs) Pretending. Uh, (laughs) uh, I feel like it, like, was never clearer, even, where Jesse, like, getting a little emotional talking about Noel taking him on the visit, I almost, for a brief second, was like... Are people going to clock that like he is getting emotional here because he is uh, thinking about taking Noel out? Um, and so like probably too large of a leap, but it just was like the chance of something being exposed at tribal council. But no, instead we moved into literally, I think there were four different metaphors that were forced into this tribal council. It's like, can we just like move on from the metaphors, Jeff? Like, please, like, I don't. Uh, it's like someone on what I tweeted about this during when I was watching the episode. I was like, can someone just pull Sophie Clark and just be like, no, it's actually not like that at all. And yep. I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, and someone like, I think quote retweeted is like, you guys just are so mean to Jeff. It's like, I'm not being mean. I'm trying to help him. <laughs> we want, we know he can do better than this. We want Literally, better for him. We've yeah. seen him do better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to make, 
He keeps trying to make Travel Council into the Jeff Probst talk show, but every time he does, it makes it clearer and clearer why he doesn't have a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, because three of these metaphors, even like we're one of them was him asking for a metaphor, and then three of them are him making them up himself, and none of them make any sense. So <laughs> the used car one, I feel like, was the most egregious. I was like, oh, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, you know when, when you sign the agreement and you just think it's good, but it's not good, but it might be good. <laughs> it's like. You know when famously, like, the stereotypically most sleazy people in used car salesmen won't let you sign a bad contract? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that moment? Like, no. This <laughs> don't. completely made-up scenario that has little to no application to what we're talking about. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I oh, Jeffrey. Jeff needs to get his shit figured out before 44. I hope he did some reflecting in that one week break or however long they're off between shooting seasons um i don't know i'm looking at 44 as like a wash <laughs> like i'm already yes i am i truly am i just am like the same formats coming back the same editing's coming back the same metaphors oh. are coming back and hopefully we get a good season for 45 um but i'm just hoping for a great cast because like i said i'm here for people watching and as long as there are good people i will enjoy myself uh but i'm expecting a 43-esque season for 44 so we'll see Oh, Every time 44 comes up, people online are all talking about this lady who is an org person, I guess well-known org person. It's like, she is she cannot save the season on her own. But she, <laughs> she has to be given the tools to be able to provide us with a good season. And like the, uh, the cast around her also has to be good. It's not all no, going to no. be, we can't rely on this, this woman, like you know, a, and I'm using the gif, I mean the <laughs> emoji of just like a woman standing by herself. Like, <laughs> that's her right now. It's like, you're painting so much on her. We don't know anything about her. I All org players make fantastic TV and seasons. <laughs> I feel like that is the lesson we have learned. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to believe, as always. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hopeful, but low expectations are the key to happiness. So I guess. <laughs> I'm just like a hopeless optimist, so that's just going to be me. You know? That's my journey. And I'm, you know, I'm still having fun with Survivor 43. And so I, you know, yeah. if, if Survivor 44 is as good as Survivor 43, like that's a win at this point, honestly. Like Survivor 43 has been fun, and Survivor 44, if it was as fun, I'm like, sure. Like I like this show. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, um, but we see we get some Carla votes, which is terrifying for her and for us. Um, but our girl gets she gets out scot free. Our girl Cassidy gets her way. But sadly, our girl Noelle does not. She leaves. I know. Carla had to have her mouth blurred after Noelle went home. Like, I don't know what she said, but she was like, fuck yeah, or like, shit, or like something like that. Uh, and I, and I, love a, I love a woman with a blurred mouth on Survivor. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, do we have any um, closing thoughts on the Noelle chapter? Uh, it's, it really seemed like in her final words, she was trying to put on a brave face and be like, I'm happy and satisfied with what I like did. And she's saying all the right things, but the energy is way off from like what the words are she's saying. I'm so sad for her. She seems so fun. I am glad that it seems like she's a guarantee to be on like a second chance in the new era sort of season. Mm. Um, so like, hopefully we see her again soon. I, I could 
see that. I part of me was like, well, they didn't give her much airtime now, so like, why would they in the future? <laughs> um, but also, I could see they're just bringing her back and then also not giving her that much airtime again, sadly. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I wish I had more thoughts on Noelle. I really did enjoy her for what we've got. I hope that we get to hear her on Bitter Jurors in the future. Um, but <laughs> yeah. you. The Justine <laughs> Noel dual interview is gonna slay. <laughs> oh gee. <laughs> so fun character feel, though for what we got. Mm -hmm. I feel like based on Twitter, it's gonna be like a Justine High double interview, though, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> hey, yeah, one year following the Survivor 42 finale, we'll be able to interview the Survivor 42 cast. Yay! Uh, <laughs> UA, uh, the next time on seemed boring, but I'm excited to see the last gasp uh, challenge come back. Yes, me too. Um, it's mm -hmm. so good. Um, it makes people uncomfortable. It made my boyfriend very uncomfortable to see that challenge back. Um, and I love it. The, yeah. Um, yeah. I had the yeah. distinct pleasure of watching the last 10 minutes of this episode with my mom. Uh, and she said, she was like, oh, I don't like that. When she <laughs> was looking at yes. that. And she, her other commentary was, seems like they have a lot more clothes than they did the last time I watched the show. And I was like, you're accurate, right. distinctly correct. Yeah. Yes. I would say that my brother's other big takeaway was like, someone is going to die on that yeah. challenge. Just, I was like, oh, they someone, haven't yet. <laughs> someone will die. Yeah. Um, the Greg Buis, right? This is what Greg won. Borneo. Did they do this in Borneo? A similar one. I don't think they were cages. Oh. Right? Someone fact checked me. Um, I believe you. Thank you. That's all I really need to hear. If I mean, if he won this in Borneo, he would have. It would have had to have been the merge cha immunity challenge. Correct. Okay, I tr I'll trust you. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm googling. Yeah. Sure. Um. But yeah, are those our final thoughts on yield episode? <laughs> Indeed. Answers. Um, yes, before we do, uh, Ejik, would you please let us know to the plugs that you have? Ooh, anything I'm doing is on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally, um, including talking about the challenge 38 every week, which has actually been a fun season so far. Um, so we were not sure oh. at the beginning, but we're getting there. Uh, uh, very fun. Michelle and Jay actually is like stars of the season so far. So fun for Michelle and Jay fans. Um yeah, definitely exciting. So talking about that over on the Dom and Colin podcast with Matt Ligori. Um, and then anything else I'm doing, I'll put on Twitter. Yes. Thank you, Brian Scaly. Yes. <laughs> yes, that too. That's <laughs> towards the top right now. Mm -hmm. Check it out before I uh, hide it with next week's Survivor tweets, I guess. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that whole situation to me, I was like, Brian is like 100% in the like Mount Rushmore of reality TV Twitter to me, honestly. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, you are. And whether you like it or not, that uh, is your position. <laughs> you're hanging in Julie Chen's house. Literally. <laughs> Living in her woman. house rent free. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. She was like, my sister sent this to me. I was like, the framed photo or... Uh <laughs> Like, did she not know how to send a link? I love that so <laughs> much. No, what made the most sense to me was printing it on a crystal placard. These <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are cutting it into the wood on my table. It took me quite a while to realize that it was not a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Um, 
yes uh as for me uh find me at reindeerx on twitter um follow us at bitterjurist pod twitter and instagram period um oh we actually do have a five-star review this week oh. hey uh and if you would love i would love it if everybody left us a little review on apple podcasts or rated us five stars on spotify but if you leave a review on apple podcasts we'll read it right now uh this is coming to us from zim 1983 uh who says best survivor podcast the best survivor oh. podcast i have listened to truly chaotic at its best love its support for vibes over strategy and for women and queer people big slay yes i agree so true. <laughs> um you can follow me at Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter, talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my boyfriend who's never seen the show. Hell yeah. Uh, and I did look up the challenge Greg won. Yeah, and what was it? It wasn't was Last Gasp. It's not tech, it's not last gas, but it was it was like running heats of some kind. Yeah. All ten castaways submerged themselves underwater to see how long they could hold their breath. And then the top three holding their breath castaways then had to compete in another part of releasing buoys along a ladder submerged underwater. The first castaway to release all of their ten buoys would win immunity winner Greg Buis. Buis. I you know, he's gotta come back so that we can find out how to pronounce his last name. Yes. <laughs> um a mystery for the ages. Support for Bitter Jurors podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BITTER, that's B-I-T-T-E-R, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Uh, yeah, so Manscaped, amazing. They sent us this uh, performance package 4.0. Um, you know, that's so I assume by 4.0, that means they played at least four times in Survivor, um, at least going by Survivor fandom nomenclature. Um, but, you know, just like Suri Fields, they're here to slay once again. Um, and yeah, I'm loving uh, the Weed Whacker, this like nose and ear hair trimmer as a very hairy man. This is a lifesaver. Their trimmer, also amazing. Waterproof, perfect for in the shower when, you know, you gotta get somewhere pretty quick. You don't want to have to, like, trim and shower. Like, no. Let's just be efficient and do it all at once, and this is perfect for that. But, you know, I think the real star of this package, for me at least, is um, the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, which are the ball deodorant and ball toner, uh, respectively. Like, as soon as I opened this package in the mail, I was just like, greeted with this, this beautiful scent um and you know who does who wants to walk around with um shall we say a, a displeasing smell on their their uh between me down theirs so you know that's perfect i think uh sam what about you what are your thoughts and feelings on the performance package 4.0 yeah, definitely. I mean, as Survivor gets further along in its production, more and more of these immunity challenges are all about keeping your balls safe, keeping your balls uh, together on little discs and, you know, just making sure that they stay right where you want them. Um, and that's exactly the experience I got when I was wearing the performance boxer briefs. Uh, they, you know, they held, held me close uh, when I was on my little run and um I, they felt I felt good wearing them, and like you said, yeah, uh, they didn't smell too bad afterward when I uh, was using the deodorant and the toner. Uh, great stuff. Uh, 
this is exactly what every bitter Judy should want. I think uh, it, I every everybody everybody would everybody will love their product so much, just like us. Well, you know that's perfect that you speak of our bitter Judies because they can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code bitter b i t t e r at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code bitter. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Shall we? Shall we edge? Shall we edge it? Yes, please. Here we go. Um, yeah, this for, for whatever reason, this episode, like, I felt like things clicking in my brain down into like I'm like really visualizing a final three, uh, but strong. I'm starting to feel very strongly about a Cassidy sweep. Ooh. I all I am I also felt like this was a very good episode for Cassidy, especially because it was a very bad episode for Sammy, where like now there's like no doubt in my mind, whereas the doubt was building in the previous weeks. But like I feel like Cassidy is the only one for me now. Yeah, like the fact that she literally says in the same episode where Noelle's like, Yeah, I've done everything I can do, I'm satisfied. Cassidy's like like all I have left to do is to win. Like that's an amazing, amazing line. I don't think we've heard uh i don't know if we know anyone else's sort of like plan to win really like i feel like we hear a lot about like final threes and like getting to the end together but cassie's like here's how i'm going to win the game here's how um, cassie can still win the game uh literally. And, <laughs> yeah she was like i can achieve all my goals and she like looks at the silver linings i felt like all that stuff was really good and we got her excitement over killing ryan all it was great, great yeah I was scared like Ryan going would be like the end of her storyline, but that was like a chapter in it. It was like, okay, we did that revenge and now we're going to like keep going, which is perfect for her. Mm -hmm. Gally, what yeah. are you thinking? I'm agreeing. I think that I had partially been on the um, Sammy is winning like train for a little bit where mm -hmm. especially like when Noelle had her like last moment in the challenge and they kind of made it about Sammy almost yeah. um, which I was like this is an interesting choice um, and he was highlighted like so specifically in, in like a number of votes for the like early merge but then what stood out for me especially was that he was on the family visit reward and did not get his letter highlighted at all. I thought it was extremely bad for him. Um, so that stands out. Obviously, Cassidy's uh, confessional about uh, like her last goal is winning and she's starting to see that she can do it. I thought like, okay, <laughs> like that's a winner quote, uh, very obviously. Uh, beyond that, I feel like the actual like strategy and like discussion like portion of the episode very easily could have like highlighted Carla more and they chose to highlight Cassidy where yeah. they were not doing that earlier so I feel like that is super good for her and I'm also just <laughs> looking at like how they edited Erica versus how they edited Cassidy and I feel like a lot of Erica's edit was like she's dangerous and we gotta get her soon and Cassidy's getting that almost yeah. every week <laughs> so I think that uh that makes me think that basically like we don't really know how to edit either of these winners and uh, that's will make them look like threats through like second person point of view. Yeah, we also I feel like I, I do feel like they learn lessons from Erica's edit or like I mean from mm -hmm. their own mistakes in Erica's edit and they've been like peppering in more things about Cassidy playing throughout than they were with Erica and I feel like a strong thing in Cassidy's storyline is that she, her everyone she wants to go home goes home like it's that kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. and like we're we're still seeing that where she's like the person talking about Noelle and then Noelle goes home 
even though like her like rival or whatever has already gone out, like Derek was saying. And to talk about Erica and Marianne, I I somehow I be, I got a hold of the confessional counts from this week somehow, as if I'm not constantly online. Um, <laughs> and like I saw it and I was like, whoa, Jesse and Cody both have 45 confessionals, and Cassidy only has 28 or something like that. And so I was I went back and looked at the Survivor 41 and 42 confessional counts for this point in the season. Not that I put a lot of stock in like confessional counts translating into blah 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 for the winner mm -hmm. at all but at this point in the season both erica and marianne were not anywhere close to the number one confessional count getter and they didn't even get there by the end of the season even compared to the people they were like at final tribal with and so i you know i feel fine with it because, uh, like, Erica was, like, next to nothing it compared to Ricard and Shan confessional-wise. Um, and, like, actually a really cool thing that I noticed um, in the confessional counts for Erica, at least, was that prior to the finale, she had 26 confessionals. And then, like, throughout the finale, she got to 39 confessionals. And I just Aww. felt like that was a very cool 26 to 39 day sort of thing. Wow. Um <laughs> Yeah, but like that. not not that it's not that that's about uh Cassidy, but I just I I don't think that they I have confirmed through years of Survivor fandom that they don't care if the woman who wins is the main character of the season, mm -hmm. and so I I you know even though she even though I, I just like I can't imagine I can't remember a single thing Cody has said all season, but like he is apparently being shown all the time, um and I just. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't mean doesn't, anything. Doesn't, I don't put a lot of stock into it, uh, and I just I have nothing. I don't have things to comment on other people because I just have all my faith in Cassidy. I mean, obviously Jesse got a lot of stuff this episode, but I still feel like it's more like the Omer Shan yes. kind of character where he's like the guy but like it's it's just about his family and even in his family stuff he was shown being like i had so many doubts but now that i've like got this letter i'm like empowered to use them as my reason to flip on noel or whatever but it's like yeah. a survivor winner should be cutthroat yeah mm -hmm. this it felt very one-to-one -to, -one to ricard for me honestly like he's just ricard again which i love mm -hmm. um but yeah, yeah. i'm I i'm the same yeah. I can still like see a world in which Jesse is the winner. And I think that there sure. is um like I'm still like not giving like a hard zero percent to as many people as I would be on a normal season, which I enjoy. Um, like definitely like that we're keeping people like live at least in the winner discussion uh mm -hmm. later in the game. So I can still see worlds in which many like I I think for me sammy would still be more live had they just shown his uh letter at all like the negative talk like about him wasn't necessarily disqualifying but mm. just like i feel like the winner would have their letter shown <laughs> so i um, agree that is like the biggest point against it for me um but i think basically like negative content for like anyone else is not super disqualifying anymore like you can have a bad episode or two bad episodes and still be like the winner of a season uh but cassidy's is just like very typical of the new edit <laughs> i think yes. we're getting there 100 percent, for better or for worse um but yeah we are women forever Woo! <laughs> our favorites um but yeah that's that's about all i've got to say this week really yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so um thank you so much scally for joining us as always we love it Oh, no, thank you for having me. Like I said, if I'm not here, I'm just wishing I was. So um, <laughs> always so fun. To, of course, always fun to jump on the Bitter Jurors podcast. And I appreciate being here. Hell yeah. Um, thank you. And thank you all for listening. 
Bye. Bye.